0: and uh, I'll tell you, you can't look back on this last year and not realize that there's a lot of things that has taken place. There's a lot happened here in this last year. There's things that's happened around the world, both good and bad, but this assembly has experienced I believe, mainly due to the prayer, I believe we've experienced a revival. I believe that it's just the beginnings, but I believe that we're going to experience untold growth in the next year. I'm stepping out on faith because I just believe that's what God is telling me. I believe that we're going to begin to see see the harvest during this decade of harvest. And uh, during this next decade, uh, I foresee that this church will outgrow this building. Hallelujah. But you know what? It's going to take every one of us. You can't just have the vision and then give up. It's going to take every one of us working together with God. And that's, that's a big job. But I, I just see it. I see it. Hallelujah. Would you open your Bibles with me this morning to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter four, and the heading in my Bible here says "Security and Wisdom." And there is security in wisdom, is there not? We want to begin reading Proverbs chapter 4. We will start at the 20th verse. Maybe everyone would like to stand for the reading of the word. That'll give you a chance to change your position. I know those pews get awful hard. My son, give attention. To my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eye look straight ahead and your eyelids look right, bef- uh, right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right hand or to the left. Remove your foot from evil." Heavenly Father, we ask your blessings upon the reading of the word. We're looking to you now to minister this word, that I might be a yielded vessel to you, that the words that I speak might truly be motivated by the Holy Spirit, that, God, you would open our hearts, our minds, our understanding, and that, Lord, we would— Go away from here this morning saying, I know I heard from heaven. Lord, there's those that uh, are here this morning that really need to hear this message. All of us need to hear it. Father, this is a message motivated by God, and we need to realize that, that we're hearing from God. So, Lord, Open our understanding now, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to kind of focus in on this 26th verse. It says, Ponder the path of your feet, and let your ways be established. Ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Most, most of us are afflicted with eye trouble. Now, whether you wear glasses or not, I can say that because most of us are very short-sighted. We, we refuse to see the end of a matter. We only see what's going on Close by and in the now, rather than looking to the future, very short-sighted, and Moses in deuteronomy 3229 said to Israel, "Oh that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end and then the psalmist cries out, he says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. And repeatedly over in Haggai, Haggai tells the people, consider your ways. Five times in that book he tells them. Consider your ways. I think on this new year, or the last day of this year, and as we're about to enter the decade of harvest and enter into this uh, new year that has been untainted by anything yet, that we would consider our ways. That we would ponder Our path and the way our feet is going. Ponder the path of your feet, he says. It's not enough to desire a right destination. If desire alone could get me to the right destination, then I would be secure in the fact that I was going to be there. Balaam, how many remember Balaam? He was over over there in uh, Numbers chapter 23, and Balaam prayed a prayer. He said, let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like his. I want to tell you, this false prophet, This one who led Israel astray, this one whom all through the word of God refers to the doctrine of Balaam even over in Revelation, this one who led God's people astray had a right desire. He said that I might die the death of the righteous. Now, he failed in achieving that goal. Why? Because he was short-sighted. He wasn't willing to give up what was needed to be given up in the now, that he might obtain that which is in the hereafter. And there's a lot of people like that. They want everything and they want it now. And the only thing they're interested in is today. Whatever feels good, do it today. But we need to ponder our path. And we need to ask ourselves, am I on the right path? Am I going in the right direction? We can be self-deceived. Did you know that? I didn't say deceived by someone else. I said self-deceived. We can be self-deceived. Turn over to Proverbs 16 and verse 2. Very good advice here from the wise man. He says, All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits. And we were talking about that up in our Sunday school class this morning. The fact that, you know, God looks at the motives. He looks at the desire of our heart. You know, it's not that a person sins, but when a person practices sin, continues in that sin, God looks on the motive. Why are you doing what you're doing? Verse 3, commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. And so the wise man says, hey, God doesn't see things the way you see them. Everything in your own eyes are pure. But God weighs the spirits. He He weighs the thoughts of your heart. He looks at your attitudes and see whether or not that's right. And so the only thing for you and I to do is to commit our ways unto the Lord. And He will establish your path. Let me ask you this morning, have you committed your ways to the Lord? Have you committed 1990 to the Lord? Have you said, Lord... If I can be of service to you in any way, I'm committing myself to the work of God. Here I am. Do with me whatever you please. We need to commit our ways to the Lord. You know, God needs to control our thoughts as well as our actions. That mind that is stayed upon Christ is that perfect peace. If we will let Him establish our ways, if we will let Him control our thoughts. So we commit our ways to the Lord, let Him control us. Go over to Philippians 4. Nothing like trying to find something in a new Bible. You know that? Hallelujah. Can't turn the pages. Philippians 4 and verse 6 and 7. Paul tells us be anxious for nothing. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will do what? Guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. He'll keep your hearts and your minds, but you've got to commit it to him through prayer and supplication. We're to let everything be made known. You know, there's a lot of things we we just rather take care of it ourselves than commit it to the Lord. Listen, I've done this a hundred times, and I don't need your help, God. I can do it by myself. I've done this so many times I can do it with my eyes closed. I don't need to know whether or not this is the right way. And that's the way we act. But we're to go to God with everything, in prayer and supplication. God, is my feet on the right path? Lord, am I taking the right direction? Is my life what it should be? And so prayer is the answer. Prayer is the key to successful living. The Word of God is a, is a safe guide to our feet. It's a safe guide to our feet. Look at Psalm, Psalm chapter 16. And uh, for those that don't like leafing through their Bible, remember I've got to leaf through it up here also. Psalm chapter 16, and there's nothing like looking at the Word of God. You know, people can't grow in faith unless, they faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And it reinforces it when you see it written. So follow along with me in your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible uh, and you you, uh, would like to get a Bible, if you're new to this church and you don't have one, uh, we, we can make them uh, very inexpensive for you to have one. Uh, George just ordered a whole case of them for the, for the church, isn't that right? And they're here. And so we'll figure out how much they are a piece. And if you don't have a Bible and you need a cheap Bible, uh, then by all means, see George. All right. Psalm 16 and verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, our pleasure forevermore. God will show you the right path to take in this next year. God will show you so clearly. Who was it? Uh, I think it was Karen back there that was asking for direction. There is a promise for you. God said, I will show you. Hallelujah. That's a word for you, Karen. Hallelujah. I will show you the path of life in his presence. Wherever God shows you to go, go there because that's where his presence is. Chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. uh, Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept, am I on the right one? Yes. I have kept myself from the path of the destroyer. How? By God's word, he keeps out of the path of the destroyer. Uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. God will keep you from falling. He'll keep you from falling into the trap that the enemy would set for you. How many of you realize that the enemy is out to destroy all of us? And if you will commit your ways to the Lord, He will keep you from slipping. He will keep you from falling. But you've got to commit your ways to the Lord, and you've got to be committed to keeping His Word. Psalm 119 and 105, most of you can quote that one. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His word illuminates the way in which we should go. There is no shortcuts, friends. The word of God is the guide for our life. Every word is settled in heaven. Not one jot or tittle is going to pass from this until everything is fulfilled. I had a preacher tell me one time this contains the Word of God. At first that sounds pretty good. But what he was saying, some of it's the Word of God and some is not. As far as I'm concerned, this is all the Word of God. And I've got to live by the word of God. Hallelujah. See, we're spiritual beings, and we're in a spiritual warfare. Most of you know Ephesians chapter 6, but I'm going to turn over there anyway Ephesians chapter 6 says, For we do not wrestle, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore because we are in this warfare, take up up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, stand. People, we live in an evil day, and it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. And... These are only the beginning of birth pangs. We are entering into what is going to be the great tribulation. There is a time coming when people will not, will not stand for sound doctrine, but they will, want to, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We need the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. He says that we need to be girded uh, gird our waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, have our feet shod with the gospel of peace. Glory to God. Have the Word direct your feet. Have the Word protect your feet. The feet is where we come in contact with the earth. The earthy, the worldly. And we need it protected by the Word of God. Amen? And then he says, put on the helmet of salvation, which is the Word of God. Praying always, and there it is, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. There is no substitute for prayer. Hallelujah so he says ponder your ponder your path but then over in jeremiah we're told to ask for the old paths for the old paths i think what whenever there's danger i think of railroad crossings they used to have this saying stop, look, and listen. Well, we need to stop right where we're at today. We need to stop and take inventory as to where we're at. Is my life what it should be? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Then we need to look and see where we're headed. When you're pondering your path, you you're looking to see where it's going. Amen. Where am I headed? If I keep going on the same path that I'm headed on, where will it originally where will it eventually take me? And then we need to listen. Listen to the spirit of God, listen to the word of God. You see every road has a destination. But you can go the wrong way. If I went out here on I-90, which is the thruway, one way would take me to Pennsylvania. The other way would take me to Massachusetts. It becomes I-87 or something that goes down to New York. So the I-90 goes to Massachusetts. Terry, you here this morning? Good, he's not here, I'll tell one on him. He came out of Darien Lake and went the wrong way. He was, he was headed for Pennsylvania, but he was on the right route. You see what I mean? Every path leads somewhere, it just may not lead where you want to go. And some roads are just plain dangerous. They lead to certain death and destruction. A man by the name of Huxley, who was an Englishman, was meeting with uh, the British Association in Dublin. And uh, he got delayed, and he was late at arriving at the station. when he jumped out of the, uh, off the train, he, he got, got, on a, got in a coach, and he said to the driver, he said, "Drive fast." And so they were bouncing over the street and uh, around the corner and over the street. And, uh, and uh, they, they were going this way and that way and up this street and down that street. and Finally, Huxley said to the driver, do you know where you're going? He says, no, I don't, but I'm going awful fast. That is a picture of our society today. They don't know where they're going, but they're going awful fast. Most of them are headed to hell uh, in a hurry and don't know it. What we need to really ask is, where's the good way? Amen? Not all old ways are good. Hallelujah. I was talking to Charlie last week I think and he was talking about how history repeats itself history repeats itself and about every major civilization lasts about two hundred years and they all go through the same timetable starts out with slavery And they go from slavery to spiritual faith and from spiritual faith to courage and from courage to liberty and from liberty to abundance and from abundance to selfishness and from selfishness to apathy and from apathy to dependence and from dependence back to slavery. Now where are we at? We're somewhere between apathy and dependence. The United States is somewhere between apathy and dependence. Most people out there just don't care if we go to hell. That's right. Most people don't care where they're headed. I'm going fast, but I don't care where I'm going. Life's passing them by. I want to tell you something. All the old roads may not be good, but all the good roads are old ones. Hallelujah. We need to ask for the old ways. We need to ask for the good ways. We need to get back to to that good road, and I want to show you where that good road is. Isaiah. Boy, we got a busy telephone this morning. Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35 and verse 8. A highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. I want you to understand this next part. It says the unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for others, whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. It's so simple that even a a fool can find it. It's the highway of holiness. And God is not going to make it any other way. You're going to have to be holy if you're going to travel the king's highway. I didn't say it. He did. There is no shortcuts. It's a narrow way, and few there be that find it. So last of all, we want to walk therein. That's what... That's what we need to do. It's not enough to just admire uh, the, the road and say, Oh, isn't that beautiful? Or to uh, have full knowledge of where the road is and where it leads, but just sit by and watch everybody else travel it. It's not enough to admire the walk of someone else in the church. You're going to have to walk that highway. Hallelujah. Jesus walked those dusty roads, and he walked them by himself. They led all the way to Calvary. There were some that followed the same roads. But that road will lead to your self-destruction because there's no room for self if God is going to be glorified. It's a straight and a narrow way. And just making plans to get on the road, you know, making a New Year's resolution, (laughs) I'm going to get on the road tomorrow. Hey, when tomorrow comes, you might say the same thing. I'm going to get on the road tomorrow. You know, there was a, uh, a guy who, who wanted to move to Colorado. And he was always going to get on that plane and go to Colorado. You know what? He never made it. whatever you do you're going to have to do quickly you're going to have to do it now you know all you've got to do to get on this highway is one thing accept the Lord Jesus Christ and you're on your way that starts it out because he is your holiness he is your righteousness he will come into your heart he will direct your paths amen Now, maybe there's someone here this morning that's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know, Ezekiel was told that he was to be a watchman on the wall. And he said, he was told, if if you you warn them and they don't listen to you, then their blood is upon their own head. But if you don't warn them and they perish, then... Their blood is upon your head. Well, I don't want anybody's blood upon my hands. I'm going to tell you like it is this morning either you accept the Lord Jesus Christ or you're on the wrong road, you're on the road to destruction. So I'm giving you an opportunity this morning. Would you like to be on your way to heaven? Would you like to be on the good road? Would you like to be on the road that leads to everlasting life? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. The only way you're going to get to the Father is through Jesus Christ, and the only way you can travel this road is in Jesus He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the, he's the only thing that leads to a good life in, in right now. If you're not enjoying life to the fullest, then you need to have Jesus in your life now. So I'm going to ask you, is there anyone here this morning that would like to accept the Lord Jesus Christ? All you've got to do is raise your hand. We're going to pray a prayer sinner, with you, sinner's uh, prayer with you. And That gets you started on the way to eternal life. Is there anyone here that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ but wants to, that would say, I would like to accept Jesus. I want to know that I'm on the right road, therefore I can lead my family on the right road. I can be the high priest of my house. I can make sure my children are are going to be led in the right direction because I'll be going in the same direction. See, you can't do that unless you know Jesus. Is there anyone here that would like to, like to have Jesus come into their life? All you've got to do is raise your hand and just let me see your hand. Anyone? Well, ponder your path. That's what the wise man said. Ponder your path. Make sure your feet's headed in the right direction. If you are, you're ready for 1990. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's still not too late. If there's anyone that would like to just raise their hand while everyone's praying, anyone? Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have brought us to this day, that, Lord, you have given us assurance that we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Lord, as we ponder our path, we know that everything is right in our own eyes, but, Lord, we know you weigh the the motives in our hearts. Lord, if there be any wicked ways in me, if there be any wrong thoughts, any wrong attitudes, if there be, Lord, we're committing ourselves to you that we might travel the highway of holiness. Holy, committed for the Lord's use. Father, I thank you for this group of people this morning. And Lord, I ask that as we travel into the 90s, that, Lord, we might travel hand in hand with you. May we be as putty in your hands. May we travel through these troubled times knowing that Jesus is walking with us. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.